Good morning. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis. And joining me, I've got three folks here from the Forest Service. I've got Rachel Weston, Don McDougal, and then Sam. Could you repronounce your last name for me? Because I don't want to, not Sam, John, can you repronounce your last name for me so I don't goof on that? Yes, uh, Suwamala. Thank you. Now, I understand that the three of you have a couple of things that you want to talk to me, because I can see Rachel and Don, you have lists in front of you, you have notes, which I always like to see some preparedness. Well, granted, I should probably do that sometimes too, but I am only human. So where would you all like to start? Um, I can start um, and tell you about um, what we're here for. Um, we're here to talk about uh, fee increases for recreation sites on the Tongass and the Chugach National Forests. Um, we have proposals for 18 sites um, on both forests, one on the Chugach and 17 on the Tongass. Um, the one on the Chugach is for a new cabin that is being built and will come online at the end of the summer, hopefully. Um, and then the 17 on the Tongass are a combination of of some new fees for new rec sites that have recently come online. There is a cabin that is proposed to be built soon, and so that one is on there as well. And the others are increases to already existing fees. And the reason we're, we're doing this is because we have the new sites, and, and we need to get those fees out there and approved by the public, um, as well as our Forest Service leadership at both the regional level of the Alaska region and the, the the Washington office level and also um, because it's been a number of years since we've increased fees at some of these sites and our costs have gone up greatly and our goal is to provide you know high quality um, services and sites for the public that want to use them and the demand for these sites is growing and our costs keep going up so um, we need to get out to the public that yeah we we don't like the idea of raising fees, but we also have to keep up with with the current current conditions. So that's why we're um, that's why we're asking for public input into this. Um, and if you had to ask the question, um, are we mandated to get input for the from the public to do this? And yes, by law, we are required to go out to the public and, and get their comments. And so right now we're opening a comment period so that we can get feedback from the public, um, both um, in general and, and through the, the various recreation sites. All those sites will be posted so people that use those sites can comment and we can take that comment back and make a final decision. Okay. And then maybe uh, talk a bit more about those Tonga sites, because obviously with us being in Juneau, mm -hmm. those are going to be the ones that we, the public I know here are going to be very interested in. Yep. Yeah, sure. I can speak to those. Um, so we've got a variety of recreation sites in the proposal this year. Um, 17 of those, as Don said, are on the Tongass. Here in Juneau, we've got a few. Um, one example is over at Lena Beach. I'm sure many people are familiar with the shelters over there. Um, we've got a couple of shelters right now, the King Salmon Shelter and uh, the Coho Shelter, which are currently first come, first serve. And so we're proposing to put a couple of fees in place for those to make it easier to reserve. Um, we also have a fee proposal over at the Mendenhall campground and um, the Auk, uh, Auk Village campground. Um, we've got uh, sites all over the forest, though. So down in Ketchikan, we have the Deer Mountain Shelter, which has historically been a first-come, first-serve shelter, looking to put a fee there. And then we've got several sites around the forest um, that are 
proposed fee increases. So another one that Junoites might be familiar with is the Pack Creek Wildlife Observatory over on Admiralty. We're proposing a fee increase over there and to do away with the current fee structure that's set up on a seasonal basis. And we're looking to institute just kind of one flat fee for the season over there. Okay. And then I want to make sure I check in with you, John, see as you are on the phone. Do you have anything you want to add in on, in, in on this? Well, yeah, I guess, uh, sorry, um, the thing that I would just bring up is, you know, um, you know how, how are these fees uh, decided? And I would just, you know, say that that's based off of looking at, you know, other similar recreation sites and the amenities that they include, comparing them and seeing, you know, how the fee sites compare and, and increasing as necessary. Um, so that's, that's one point. Um, I guess another thing I would bring up as well is, just, you know, what, why are we increasing these fees? And, and I think Don touched on this uh, already, um, but I, I think, you know, why we charge fees to begin with, um, there's there's a few different reasons, but two of the major reasons are, you know, to, to highlight these popular sites. Uh, it gives the, the Forest Service the ability to prioritize these sites because they have this additional funding. Uh, it also gives the, um, the users the ability to reserve these sites. So that's another big factor as well. Um, yeah. I guess the other big thing is just to note that, you know, these, these fees really help offset the operation and maintenance costs that Don alluded to um, have, have increased over time. And, and some of these fees have not been increased in over 20 years. So they're, they're definitely well out of date in terms of how much they cost to operate and, and how much we're charging. So, Okay. And are the fees the only way that that kind of gets funded or is, that, is there other funding sources for that as well? Yeah, so we do receive appropriated funds. Um, those vary, you know, between administrations sometimes. And so this helps kind of keep a, a, a base amount that, that can be used specific to the sites in which they, they're collected. Um, so, yeah, there are other funding uh, sources available, um, but this, this really helps these sites um, stay in, in really good condition um, and helps us, you know, just prioritize these sites over others sometimes. No cow. And then, Don, it looks like you want to jump in again? Yeah, I'd just kind of like to, you know, back up on what John said. You know, we get the appropriated funds, but the, the, the actual cost to run and maintain these facilities are a lot higher than than what we even collect in fees to, to run the sites. So um, we're not getting back all the money it costs to run sites, especially the wildlife viewing sites. They, you know, because they are personnel-heavy um, and transportation back and forth to those sites are, are pretty expensive. We, you know, even with the fees, we, we don't cover all our costs. And so having that extra allocation from appropriated funds makes a big difference. But if we didn't have this extra money, we would have, we'd, we'd be hard pressed to have high quality facilities across the forests. Okay. And that was sort of what I was thinking you guys were going to say, because obviously sometimes there can be this impression that a lot of the funds for these either is either entirely like appropriate funds or it's entirely based off of, you know, the fees because then everyone's always like, why do I have to pay fees for these things? Mm -hmm. It's a it's a public area. Why do I do this? Why do I do that? And it's like, well, because these things still need money to function, you know? Yeah. 
Okay. And then I also want to open it. Rachel, do you want to add in? I'd like to talk about the comment period. if Yes, right. actually, let's do that because we do have a couple minutes left in this first half and then we can extend it into the second half. Great. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll start and then you can cut me off if we need to take a break. Um, so the comment period, we are soliciting public comments for all of these fee proposals and we'd really like to hear from as many folks as we can. So um, the comment period went live on Memorial Day weekend just a few days ago and there is um, a public comment period for both the Chugach National Forest and the National Forest, and they're going to be slightly different for a reason I'll get into in a second. Uh, the Chugach National Forest is going to be accepting public comments on their proposal for a total of 60 days. So you're going to have up until July 25th to make your comments. And they have, as Don mentioned, one uh, fee proposal in their list this year. Um, the Tongass is going to be accepting public comments for a bit longer, actually. We're going to be accepting public comments for 128 days on the Tongass. So you have up to September 30th to submit your public comments on the proposed fee increases there. The main reason for the Tongass comment period being a bit longer than the Chugach is that there are several sites on the Tongass, um, including some wildlife viewing sites that get a lot of visitation later in the summer. So we want to make sure that we're getting comments from folks visiting and those heavy use times in the second half of the summer. Okay. And so, and how long is that comment kind of period going to be for? I think, I, I don't think I heard you mention it, but I, you know, oh, I have, and I can, my yeah, memory Yeah, apologies. So 128 days for the Tongass and 60 days for the Chugach. Okay, and is there a reason why there's a different time frame for those? The time frame is just having to do with trying to capture the heavy visitation later on on the Tongass sites. So a lot of the sites like Pack Creek, uh, for example, gets a lot of visitation later in the year. So we want to make sure that we're capturing comments from folks visiting that site in the second half of the summer. So we extended the comment period. It's a traditionally a 60-day comment period when we do this uh, historically, but we wanted to capture that heavy visitation later in the year. So we extended it for the Tongass. Okay. And then Don looks like you want to hop in again. Yeah, and, and you know the the reason the Chugach one is is a little bit shorter also is because <coughs> excuse me, it's a new site and the cabin could potentially be built by the end of this summer. So we need to get through the process so that when the cabin comes online we're able to put it out to the public and be able to start charging fees so we can do the maintenance on that facility. No come. Gotcha. Well, we are going to go into our first break now. When we come back, we'll talk more about that public comment period as well as other things that you may be having hidden away on those notes that I can't see right now. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. Welcome back to Action Line. I am still your host, Jordan Lewis. Joining me still have all these folks from the Forest Service. Now, the first thing I wanted to hit, now that it's kind of gotten into my brain here, is I wanted to ask you, John, the last time that the fees were raised and sort of what the process for that was. Yeah, so it's been about five years. At that time, we um, we increased most of the cabins across the, the region. Um, it's kind of a, a, a region-wide effort to, to you know, cut, try to come up with some standardized pricing where we could and, and, and just, yeah, um, increase those, those or update those fees. Um, the, the other sites included in this, um, in this proposal and also, you know, just across the forest that we charge fees at, it really varies uh, in terms of the number of years it's been since we've increased prices. Um, some haven't been increased since they were initially proposed. Um, others, you know, it's, it's definitely been over 20 years. Um, so it's, yeah, it just really varies. In terms of the process, um, so what we'll do is we'll, um, we've got these proposed prices and we'll, we'll take all these comments and, 
and evaluate, um, you know, uh, what 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 was said and decide is this the right price or or do we need to go lower? Uh, at that point, we'll we'll take that to our fee board at the region, um, and then it'll be approved by the regional forester. That's kind of the generic process. Okay, and then would you say that? because it's been so long since we've increased those fees that it's something that we've been needing to do or is that just me kind of interpreting that in a weird way i would say yeah sorry john didn't step on you Um, i would say it's something we've been needing to do um and then some of these we've actually been discussing and talking about for a number of years and just haven't gotten to the point where we could process them through so um especially the um, particularly the campgrounds and the wildlife viewing areas, they've been at those set prices for over 20 years. So um, it, it's time for us to, to reevaluate and get to public's comment, as well as, you know, we, John said, you know, we, we did a market analysis to compare our fees to other, you know, other areas, as well as, you know, private enterprise. And in some cases, you know, the we are competing with the state and the city in some cases. And, and they've kind of wanted us to get our rates in line with theirs. Um, so, you know, there, there's a mon- number of reasons why it's a good idea for us to go forward with this at this time. Okay. Rachel, did you want to add into that? Could you start to turn and face me here? Oh, well, I'd like to uh, talk about how the public can actually submit comments um, if they are interested in doing so. That would also be important. We can't just talk <laughs> about the comment period and not talk about how to put in the comments. <laughs> yeah, so there are uh, several different ways that the public can submit comments. We try to make it as easy as possible for folks to submit. Um, the first way is online. So the Forest Service created a pretty nifty interactive map that has a list of all of the sites across both forests as well as the fee proposal. Um, And you can go into that map and submit your comments directly. You can find that map on the Chugach or Tongass National Forest websites. If you just Google their homepage, it should take you um, to their homepage. It should be right there in front. The websites uh, for the Tongass and the Chugach also have information on how to submit your comment via email or by regular old-fashioned snail mail if you prefer. And then the final way to submit your comments is in person. We always welcome members of the public to visit any Forest Service office across the region uh, during normal business hours, Monday through Friday, and the folks at the front desk there will be more than happy to take your comments if you prefer to come in person. Okay. Now, this is another thought that's crossed my brain, so I'm going to have to present you with a a hypothetical, which is what if, uh, say, for instance, the public doesn't want to see those, those fee increases, which is a possibility. What would the course of action then kind of look like? to try and again like get that funding sort of sorted out if we if you guys can't increase those fees well um you know what would generally happen is you know the public would come back and say okay we don't like those fees like john said it would go before a regional board um and they would evaluate everything and they might say okay um yeah we asked for too much maybe we should ask for ten dollars instead of twenty um and, and make that recommendation to the regional forester. And if it comes back and the regional forester says, no, I'm gonna go with the public and we're not gonna increase the fees, we're gonna find a way to figure out how we can continue to maintain that site and make it available to the public. We're not gonna walk away from our responsibilities. Um, we're As an agency, I think we're really good at being able to move resources around to the places where we need them the most. Um, and recreation is a big emphasis item for both the Chugach and the Tongass National Forest. Um, we're getting, like I said before, more pressure for that. So, 
you know, our district level folks are well aware of that and they do the best they can to keep maintaining those facilities and that won't stop. Okay, I, and I would imagine it wouldn't stop. It's just interesting, and I and I don't ever ask those questions. Kind of be like, oh, let's get let's get dour and somewhat mm-hmm. pessimistic here. But I also mm-hmm. know that that's always a real possibility when you're talking, you know, fees and, and by extension, kind of almost budgetary things. You know, there's mm-hmm. going to be the circumstances where it's like, okay, well, how do we plan around the, the maybe not the desired outcome happening, but an equally realistic one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And now, is there any other, because we've still got a good bit of time left here, are there any other big topics that you all wanted to hit? Because I know, obviously, the public comment period is really the big one here, and that's why I wanted to make sure that we spent a lot of our time talking about that. But I always know there, there might be things that have slipped my mind that either any of you would like to mention that we could then discuss further. But I would like to say that, you know, for these fees, just so the public knows, that basically the way the the law is set up, the the public law from the the national law is that basically ninety five percent of these fees are to go back to the local unit where they're collected. So the the intent is that you know we collect this money and it goes back to the project that it that it came from, and and I think we do a really good job of that across the forest and across the Alaska region in general, um, and. That, to me, is the vitally important part of this because, you know, in a, in a lot of cases, um, there are some situations where, you know, we collect fees and they go into a general fund and we don't necessarily get those back. But in, in this case, they come back to us. And, you know, we do the best we can to be good stewards and use that money efficiently so that we can continue to increase our service levels and make sure the public gets the best facility we can have out there for them. Okay. So basically the money that would be spent on those fees within a community would then basically it'd circle back. It'd be re-spent on that same facility or that's, same area. That's the intent, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's an idea that a lot of, I mean, especially here in Juneau, that's an idea I think a lot of folks can get behind. You know, mm-hmm. it, in a way, it would still be supporting your local business. It may not technically be a local business. It may mm-hmm. be a national agency, but that's still money that would be staying here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we do. Now, John, is there anything else that you would like to add? Because I know, and I always want to make sure I ask because you are on the phone, so it can be a bit tricky getting that timed out. No, I, I think we covered most things. Thanks. Okay. And then, Rachel, you got anything for me? Nothing to add except to say, again, you know, we really appreciate the public's comment and we really want to get as many folks engaged as we possibly can. So please don't hesitate to send us your thoughts either via the interactive map, email, snail mail, or in person. We really want to hear from you. Alrighty. Well, I'd like to thank all three of you for taking the time to talk with me. And then, actually, Rachel, could you just plug the time frames and where they can submit their comments for me one more time? Oh, absolutely. Yep. So, on the Chugach, you have 60 days. You have until July 25th to submit your comments. On the Tongass, you have 128 days. So, you're going to have until September 30th to submit your comments. And for both forests, the process for submitting your comments is the same. You can go online to both the Chugach and Tongass National Forest websites and you'll find information on how to submit your comment via our interactive story map, via email, or via snail mail. And you can also visit any Forest Service office across the region in person during business hours, Monday through Friday. Alrighty. Well, once more, I'd like to thank you all for taking the time to talk with me today. You have been listening to Action Line on KINY.